Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Frida Poli, the founder and CEO of Pymetrics. They use data-based behavioral insights and AI to measure soft skills on the way to creating a more efficient and unbiased hiring process. We're going to talk about the Pymetrics platform and the science behind it on this edition of PeopleTech. Frida, thanks for joining me today. Um, I wondered if we could start by having you take us under the hood of your platform. I'm, you know, it's, it, it sounds intimidating. It's neuroscience-based and all that. But what do end users experience? Sure, absolutely. So Pymetrics is a platform that measures people's soft skills. So cognitive, social, and emotional aptitudes that are thought to be things that are more inherent in people. Um, The cognitive science piece, the reason that's important is because it allows us to measure these soft skills in people in a different way. So again, you know, my background is I spent 10 years as an academic scientist at Harvard and MIT using all of this technology that we now have productized um, in the Pymetrics platform for research purposes. So the big aha behind cognitive science was that you can actually get more objective, better data about people's soft skills by watching their behavior than by asking them questions, right? So if you think about traditional soft skill measures, you think about like personality inventories, which are all self-report or sort of, you know, math tests, which are power tests, they're all basically people reporting, doing stuff, right? Um, It's not so much watching them behave. And we know now from sort of decades of research and actually, you know, sort of looking at the way the world works that somebody's behavior is a lot more accurate um, in terms of predicting who they are than what they say about themselves, right? And so that's what we've done. That's what cognitive science has done. It's created a whole set of activities that people do on the computer. People call them, lay people like to call them games, but essentially they're scientific exercises that people do on the computer that can measure soft skills like planning or attention or focus or decision-making or um, generosity or emotional sensitivity in a far more accurate and sort of predictive way than relying on people to self-report. Does that make sense? So it's the, you know, there's all the fancy stuff, but at the end of the day, the basic takeaway message is that um, watching people do things is far more accurate and predictive than asking people to tell you about themselves because people are notoriously bad at knowing themselves and then reporting that um, in an accurate way. That makes sense. Um, When you started the company, what, six years ago, if I'm remembering right? a lot of people sort of approached it as a curiosity, um, but I don't sense that's happening anymore. So what changed? Yeah, look, I think um, I think a lot of things changed. I think people, uh, well, I said a couple of things. So one is people realized that there was real science behind this. I think when it first came out, um, I think people just kind of put it in the bucket of gamified something, something, and it just sounded kind of cheesy. Um, but I think people have realized that, you know, like this is an actual scientific discipline that's been around for, you know, decades and, you know, is is a real alternative to some of these more old fashioned, uh, you know, paper and pencil personality quizzes. So that's one thing. I think secondly, so where did we learn that behavior is more predictive than asking people questions? It's actually through technology platforms. So some of the 
early insights on this were dating platforms. So there's these great stories of, you know, people that go on these dating platforms and they say, I don't know, it's a woman who's like, I want to date a tall, dark, handsome guy. Um, that's what their profile says. And then meanwhile, they're, you know, messaging, I don't know, short blonde people. I don't know. I'm just making this up. Right. And so what they realize is like, for whatever reason, people say things about themselves and aren't true. Right. And who knows why that is, right? Like we don't have to be armchair psychologists, but the basic concept here is that actually watching people and observing what they do is just far more accurate. Um, and that helps people, right? At the end of the day, if you're self-reporting something about yourself and it's totally wrong, and then you're making all these decisions based on it, then you end up being unhappy as well as everyone else, right? So it's good to get these things right. And so that idea that behavior is predictive, I think has permeated um, sort of, you know, our, our understanding of many, many things. And so that sort of helped I think the Pymetrics platform. And then last but not least, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's results, right? I mean, we've had so many successful results now with clients who, you know, have shown that yes, not only are they, you know, being more efficient, but at the end of the day, they're hiring people that are better fit um, to all of the different roles they're looking to hire into. And oh, by the way, they're also far more diverse when it comes to gender and ethnicity and socioeconomic status and neurodiversity. So I think combination of just understanding that it's a real science, understanding that it you know, um, you know, behavior is, you know, really important. And also just, you know, seeing the successes that our clients have had have really, I think, tipped, tipped the, the scale in our favor. Okay. Um, on your website, you say that you work with audited fairness optimized AI. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> What's it mean? <laughs> Break it down. Um, well, basically just, so audited just means that someone else has come in and had full access to the platform and said, yes, Pemetrix does exactly what they say. That it's just like an audit. Like you get a tax audit, right? Somebody comes in and says, did you fill out your paperwork in the way that you said you filled out your paperwork? So that's all that audited means is that we've actually allowed someone to come in and do that. And we're actually the only platform that's ever done that. Um, and then fairness optimized basically just means that, so when you build an algorithm, an algorithm is a fancy word for an equation. At the end of the day, equations um, can be, uh, you know, you can tell an, an, or an algorithm is just a, a set of instructions. And so I think in the past, the instructions that we've given to an equation or an algorithm is just, hey, find me a person that's going to perform best in this role, right? That's great. We should absolutely do that, right? But what we do is we actually give our algorithms two instructions. We say, find me people that will perform really well in this role and do that without bias. So we're sort of dual optimized, or we have two sets of instructions that we give all of our uh, algorithms to not only find the best suited people, but to do it in a way that is unbiased from a gender and ethnic perspective. Does that make sense? Yep. That's really what it means is that we we're we're not sacrificing either either instruction set that we've given, we're actually optimizing for both. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. 
We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Now, how unique is your whole approach and, and your technology? Are there other companies out there who are even close to you know being in the same box or... Yeah. So I think, look, I think a lot of some of the things we do are not that unique. So, you know, other platforms that I know also have this sort of dual set of instructions, which is like definitely focus on prediction, but then also definitely focus on being unbiased. Another platform called Hired Score does this as well. That's one that I'm like, know their technology well and am confident. And there are probably others. I don't, I don't actually know. It's one of those things that I think in the field, there's a lot of marketing buzzwords, right? And people say they're ethical and they're fair and da, 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 but who knows what that actually means. It's sort of like when people would talk about, you know, healthy foods, well, what does that even mean, right? Um, so I know of a few platforms that do this, but I would also say that, you know, a whole host of other platforms don't actually do this. Like they're not being as um, sort of curious and thoughtful and methodical about looking at all of the inputs that go into the algorithms and saying, hey, are they helping the bias issue or are they actually hurting it, right? And that's really sort of fundamental to our platform is really ensuring that we that we do that and we take a very methodical, like a very methodical approach to that. And so again, it's hard to answer that question, Mark. I don't know of anyone that's really come out and said, yes, we do exactly this. We look at all, all of our algorithms. We ensure that there aren't, there's no bias in them. Um, you see a lot of buzzwords being thrown around like fair, but fair actually has so many different meanings that it doesn't ultimately mean anything. The fact that we are unbiased is actually something that I don't see a lot of vendors saying in part because it's it's pretty hard to actually achieve. Now, let me ask you one more question about yeah, um, sure. about the platform. Yeah. Um, you talk a lot about transparency mm-hmm. and um, you use the phrase transparent technology, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, can you tell me about that? What, what yeah. What's the thinking behind it and what's the purpose? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's back to sort of why would we do an audit, right? Like we actually had a group of academic researchers come in and we gave them full access to the platform and they got to look at the data, they got to look at the code, they got to look at everything, right? Well, why would we do that, right? It's all about transparency, right? It's one thing to say I do something. It's one thing to say, oh, all this great stuff that I just told you, like I optimize for lack of bias, blah, blah, blah. But if no one has been able to come in and shine a light on that technology and say, hmm, are they actually doing what they say they do? Then it lacks transparency and how can we actually believe it? Does that make sense? So I think that transparency is so important when you're trying to build trust. It's not the only thing. I'm not saying like, hey, that's the be all and end all, but I think it's a really important aspect. And I mean, we use the, you know, sort of, analogy of food labels, right? Like if you're trying to say you're a diabetic and you're trying to reduce sugar intake and every single food item that you put in your mouth had no product labeling on it, my goodness, you could die of an insulin uh, shock. If, you know what I mean? Cause you'd have no idea like candy bar versus broccoli sprout. I mean, I don't know if you had no labels and you'd never been taught, you could eat one or the other and, and not know any different. Um, and so that's really what it is. It's just providing labeling to the technology and also again, these nutritional labels that are on food products have an outside agency that comes in and says, yes, that's actually true, right? It's not the manufacturer of the food gets to put whatever label they want. And so it's really that dual process of having some sort of third-party verification, as well as having some, you know, labeling, you know, f- factors that you're putting on your tech that I think is, is super important. And I mean, just on this note, there was a piece in the New York Times today talking about a group of companies that have come together to create a you know bias auditing framework 
Yesterday, the World Economic Forum came out with a similar type of guide. So I think increasingly we're going to see these audit frameworks put out by, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, private, a private group of companies or whether it's a, you know, sort of more public entity like the World Economic Forum. But um, the point is, I think it's something consumers really want to know about these tools. Like at the end of the day, like why are people afraid of, you know, algorithms? <clears throat> They're afraid of algorithms in large part because a lot of what you read in the news is, oh my gosh, Amazon had a biased resume parser or facial analysis is biased. It's it's not so much that it's, it, that's really the thing that people are the most afraid of with, with good reason, right? We don't wanna be, you know, sort of um, engaging with these biased systems. And so we think that the more we can do to be transparent about lots of things about our platform, I and mean, bias is just one of those things. Like another way that we're transparent is that once someone goes through Pymetrics, every single person gets some information about themselves as we call it a development report, right? So our whole point is like, hey, let us tell you what we measured and let us tell you who you are, right? Now, again, it's not like the perfect system. I'm sure there's other ways we could do it, blah, 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 but it's it's being transparent about what we've done, what we've learned and hopefully, you know, giving that information back to the consumer. So I think it's just, you know, it's treating consumers with respect um, and treating them like you or I would wanna be treated, which is I wanna know as much as I can about this process that you're putting me through. One more question. Um, sure. We're at the turn of the year. Yeah. Um, so what do you foresee for Pymetrics in 2022? I think Pymetrics is at a really incredibly cool time in its history because, you know, we started out in talent acquisition and that's what people know us for. Like, oh, recruiting games, blah, blah, blah. You know, campus hiring, blah, blah, blah. But we are so much, we, we move so much further beyond that to essentially being a soft skill data layer that really can be introduced anywhere. And so I think we, I mentioned this to you earlier, like we're doing a lot of work with educational platforms to see, hey, can we personalize learning using soft skills? We're doing work with, um, you know, sort of retraining and reskilling um, platforms to say, hey, can we point people in the right direction? If you're gonna spend, you know, six months, 12 months of your life, uh, you know, skilling up for a new career, can we help you understand what that is? Um, can we just provide insights to, you know, CHROs about what are the soft skills that make their entire workforce unique? And then how does that differ by role, by geography, by tenure level and so on and so forth. So it's really being that radar screen into the soft skills of your company, which right now we have no information about, right? Like absolutely zero. And it's being that information layer about soft skills broadly, not just in this very narrow field of talent acquisition, but in talent mobility, in reskilling, in learning and development, in educational context. And that's what's so exciting to me, right? Because at the end of the day, I think this layer of information could be, can, can and is so helpful in so many places. And that's really where we want to see the platform expand. Frida, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark. My guest today has been Frida Poli, the founder and CEO of Pymetrics. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer.
faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.